Welcome to a God Shift podcast, where we move you from disruption and delay into a greater destiny, expectancy, and possibility. I'm your host, Shana Rattler, and I'm a minister, author, and sought-after speaker. Join myself and other leaders who unapologetically share their story of when their life collided with God's purpose and put them on the path that was designed for them. You will learn how to bounce back from setbacks, disappointments, and uncertainty, and unlock the door to confidence move into your next chapter. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to A God Shift. I am your host, Shana Rattler. Thank you so much for being here today. Before we get started, I would love if you could do me a favor. So wherever it is that you are listening to this podcast, I want you to take a screenshot. And with that screenshot, I want you to upload it to your social media, tag us, here at A God Shift. And then I just want to hear your biggest aha moment or your biggest takeaway from this episode. I do that because I really want people to recognize that whatever it is that they're going through, that there's hope on the other side of their tough circumstances. I want to draw people nearer to God. And the more times these episodes are shared, the more likely we are to be able to fulfill that mission. So I'm excited to get into this conversation today. So I'm going to read my best, my best. I'm going to read my guest's bio. She might be my best guest, who knows? But I'm going to read my guest's bio and then we'll get started with the conversation. My guest today is an experienced attorney, trainer, speaker, and transformational strategist. She has helped entrepreneurs increase their personal effectiveness to achieve their goals. She has worked as a consultant and trainer in mindset and performance improvement with executives, entrepreneurs, sales professionals, and nonprofit organizations. She is an advocate for living a purposeful life. She has trained and conducted workshops on navigating seasons of transition, business building, and overcoming financial barriers to building a successful business. And I'm a business owner myself, and I know that that can be one of the challenges. She has served on nonprofit boards, Austin Lawyer Referral Service of Central Texas, Junior Achievement, and as an advisor to profit and nonprofit executives. She's been a featured speaker at summits, conferences, and retreats for nonprofit and profit organizations. She lives in Austin. She loves walking nature trails, writing, and spending time with family. I want to welcome to the show, Camille Walker. Oh, thank you so much, Shana. I appreciate it. I'm excited to be with you today. You know, I'm really excited about this conversation. One, um, you know, you having spoken in the past about navigating the transitions and mm-hmm. navigating seasons of life is so in alignment with what I talk about with disruption, because everyone is transitioning from one thing to another, almost always in their lives. But the reason why I'm really excited to having you on the show, Camille, is because more often than not, I am interviewing spiritual leaders. And oftentimes, they can have the same answer. What do I mean by that? Obviously, people who are listening to this, like Shane, I've listened to a lot of your episodes and the answers are not the same, but they all kind of have the same come from, you know, like what advice do you give? Oh, you just got to trust the process. Oh, you just got to believe that God knows what he's doing. And all of that is true, Mm -hmm. but there's more to it than that. And so I'm really excited 
to speak with someone. And I'm not saying that you're not a, a godly woman, but I didn't read anywhere in your bio that you're like a pastor or a minister or whatever. And you could be, I don't know. No, but I'm, I'm excited to um, to hear the perspective of somebody that may give us more natural answers. I'm excited to have a conversation with someone that might possibly expose us to the other side of the coin. But mm. before we get to that, I just want to lay a little bit of context, Camille, because when people hear a God shift, they really like the way that that sounds, but a lot of people don't really know what that means. Heck, I didn't even know what it meant <laughs> until I defined it for myself. So mm-hmm. my definition of a God shift is the moment a disruption in your life collides with God's purpose, and then that moves you into greater dimensions of possibility. And I believe that God uses these disruptions, these transitions, these unexpected circumstances, sometimes they might even be positive, to get our attention to invite us into the life that he has planned for us. So I would love to hear, Camille, if you could share a time with us that you've actually had to overcome some form of disruption in order to get to all those great things that I read about in your bio. Oh, my goodness. You know, I just love that, Shana. I mean, as you're talking, like the revelation of that, my whole life has been a series of disruptions. Um, starting with childhood, but those were other people's disruptions. And so that's where it starts with all of us. But when I can really remember a significant time in my life, it was when I first started my law career. So it was back um, during an economic downturn. And I had a great plan, like God has a great plan for your life. You hear that, but that plan is not linear. That's the first thing. So I had a plan, in-house counsel for technology-driven companies, had a partnership. We were off and running. We had a unique proposition at the time. And what happened is we don't control what happens in the economy. So our clients went through terrible, um, they had to restructure. Some of them went out of business. So what do you think? The first thing to go were, were counsel, right? We can wait on the legal. We'll just have to go without reviewing the contract, right? So that was a disruption. We built our whole practice around that. So I had to shift. And I thought, okay, first of all, stop, look, and listen. I had to because I knew I had to find a way, but I had to hear the way. And so I did. I was like, what can I do? That was the first question. I know what I can't do right now, but what can I do? And with that, I heard, you know, you can help them with problems. You just have to figure out which ones. So as God would have it, I started helping them restructure their debt because the banks were right calling in loans. Um, All of a sudden, they're unsecured. Those are creditors that don't have an interest in their assets. We're starting to get nervous. And so I had to shift. And so I began to shift. And then my partner, we were observing and pretty soon people were calling our office. Okay, can you help us with transferring some real property? Someone in our family died. So he started doing that. I started doing that. And lo and behold, we kept going. So that's how I have always realized we're always in a transition. Yeah. We just don't realize it. And what did you what did you learn during that? whether it's about just life in general or perhaps about Camille, like what you learn? Wow. Camille is pretty resilient. She was in the fire and 
calm as a cucumber, but anxious inside. Like, I mean, I would appear to be calm, but I was so anxious. And I thought, okay, this has got to work. At the time, I had a lot of responsibility financially in my household. And here I have a business with a lot of financial responsibility. And I knew you're either going down or you're going up. And by God, I was like, gun it, Camille, you're going up. You got to go up. And I didn't have someone who could pour cash into my life or my business. So that's what I learned is when you're under the gun, that's when you really start to see your plane take off. Um, And you don't realize it until you look back. And so sitting here today, now I can look back. But I'm telling you, those nerves were like (laughs) sink or swim. You got to sink or swim. Yeah. You know, what I find interesting is if I was a betting girl, I would bet that that was probably not the first time that you'd been under the gun and you saw the positive outcomes, but yet you still felt anxious inside. And over the weekend, I was um, at lunch with a friend of mine and he was sharing a story with me of something that had happened years ago when he first moved to Texas. It was career related, career related. And he was just talking about how like God always makes a way and he always brings things back full circle. And so very long story short, when he first moved to Texas, he had seen this building and he was like, man, I wish I had a job like that. Not even knowing what the people did, but Mm -hmm. he just sees this big building that goes on for miles. And he thought to himself, he's from a real small town. Like if a building is that big, it's got to be a great place to work. And I wish I had a job like that. And so you fast forward several years later and he's at work. And I guess the weather is bad when it's time to get him to get off work. So instead of leaving out the front of the building and walking down to where his car is parked like he normally would, he walked through the building. And lo and behold, he gets to the end of the building that is not currently being used for anything. And they had not painted over that part of the building. And he recognized when he saw the words on the building that that was actually the building that he had seen years prior saying, God, I hope that one day I can have a job like that. And the whole reason why I'm bringing this up is because I said to him, but why is it so often, and I'm guilty of it as well, that we go through tough times and the very first thing that we don't do is remember the times in the past that God has actually showed up and showed out in our lives. And, you know, it's such a natural response for us to whatever reason feel like that this thing that we're going through right now is so different and so difficult for God that we forget that there's power in remembering what it is that he's done for us when we were transitioning before. Isn't that amazing? It's crazy. Right. Yeah. I mean, Even what I just shared with you, there was a situation beforehand, actually, that had already prepared me for that particular situation. So, you know, when I think about it, I'd already been put in the hot seat years prior, handling someone else's affairs in my family and wrapping up a company, negotiating with creditors winding that whole thing up. And here I am years later sitting in my own situation. Yeah, so you're absolutely right. So yeah, I've been tempered for the fire, right? And you can still be afraid and move. It's just taking action afraid, right? Yeah. I, I used to work for a lady and she used, to, she used to say to our clients all the time, I get that you're scared, but can you do it scared? Yeah. 
Yeah. If you can't get rid of the fear, can you take the action anyway? Yeah. What's the worst that could happen? You know, when I used to do a lot of life coaching and business coaching, I would always ask them, what's the worst that could happen? And then they would tell me and I would say, okay. And what would be the worst thing about that? And then they would tell me and we would exhaust that until we couldn't say anything else. And I was like, doesn't sound that bad to me. Yeah. Sound like anything that you can't figure out. It doesn't sound like anything that you can't push through. And so what I hope the listeners take away from what it is that we're saying right now is that even though the Bible tells us that the Lord doesn't give us a spirit of fear, we know that a spirit of fear can still come upon us. It's just not of God. And so I think some people take that out of context and say, oh, there should be no fear because the Lord doesn't give us a spirit of fear. Well, you can still have fear come upon you. It's just not of God. And so the question is, is that if you find yourself in a transition, if you find yourself overcoming disruption and you're scared, recognize that it's okay to be scared as long as you don't stay scared. And as long as you don't allow the fear to overcome your faith and actually keep you, you know, from moving forward. Exactly. Because the antidote is really to move. I mean, when once you move, you're not afraid anymore because you're focused on uh, possibilities. And so, right. you know, when you see that there are possibilities and you've just got to keep pushing through and the name of the game really is about we're selling something. Yeah. Um, and I used to really resist sales, but the truth is we're all selling ourselves. We're selling yeah. an idea. We're selling a service or um, your position. So the name of the game is, you know, where are those opportunities? Because we're solving a problem in some way. So whether it's law or business or whatever, everybody's a problem solver. And so moving with that and knowing there's a solution really is the ticket to where your freedom is. Right. So I want to ask you, Camille, because when I read your bio, you've done a lot of great things. You've had the ability to work with people from all different walks of life, from the for-profit world, for the nonprofit world. Um, and I could imagine that you've dealt with a lot of people who have had a lot of problems. Well, my God, you're a lawyer. So that's all you do is solve problems. <laughs> so I'm curious, you know, we talked about fear, but what have you noticed in your experience are some of the common barriers that keep people from saying, okay, this is going on in my life. This is the transition that I'm finding myself in. I could either use this as a tool to get to a better place, or I can kind of stay stuck. What have you noticed are some of the common barriers that keep people from actually using disruption as a tool to have a better life? Yeah. Well, the barriers are within. Um, you know, mindset is really important. Mindset matters. And so being trained um, in how to think is not something we commonly get. And especially people who have not been in professions where you're critically changed. You know, I was trained to think as a lawyer. Correct. I wasn't, and I was trained to think as an entrepreneur because that's my background. So my family owned businesses. Uh, my dad was an entrepreneur um, and I'm a first generation. So he wasn't, he didn't graduate college, but we had to think our way into success. And so learning to do that is something that's not intuitive for everyone. You really have to learn how to think. And I know that sounds like almost like, no, you, that's not it. It's more than that, but it is learning how to think. So for instance, when you're in a tough situation, which a lot of people are in, 
right now. Entrepreneurs, employees alike, corporate employees. I don't care where you are. You're in that transition. So how are you going to think of yourself is the first thing that's lacking. Am I going to think of myself as, oh, I can't do this, or this is hard, or I hear people commonly use words that will characterize their identity. Life is a struggle. Like, don't say that, right? So that's what I see is lacking is how you see yourself. So whether things are going great in my life or whether they're not going so great, I'm still a problem solver. Yeah, I'm still successful. I'm still my greatest days are ahead of me. You have to speak and learn to think that way. And if you speak that way, your mind has to eventually follow you. On on one of the episodes of season one of my television show, um, there were 12 of them. So I'd be lying if I told you exactly which one it was. (laughs) But I was talking about failure. And if you're not watching the video of this, you don't see that I'm air quoting. But I said, Failure can move you forward if you don't internalize it. But the problem is, is that when something fails, we believe that we failed. We believe that it was something about us that is the failure, not other circumstances that may not have been able to be controlled or circumstances that could have been controlled and we just didn't control them properly. And so I love what you're saying about the internal chatter that we have and what we believe about ourselves and how we think. And so just because something didn't work out or it didn't work out the way that you wanted it to, don't start telling yourself because it's something that's wrong with you. Now, it could be because you did something wrong. You could have skipped a step or you could have done a step that you didn't do well. I had a business coaching client one time that she just couldn't understand why she wasn't getting traction in her business. She had gone to this workshop And the workshop told her she needed a website. So she created a website. The workshop told her that she needed this, that, and the other thing. And she went and she built those things. Well, the problem was, is that she didn't have a clue how to do those things. So just because she had checked the boxes of the task did not mean that she completed the task well. And so now she's like, I'm a failure. I'm not meant to be an entrepreneur. Maybe I didn't hear God correctly. And I said, no, maybe you should have just outsourced the stuff that you don't know what you're doing. So you're sitting around here telling yourself for six months that you're a failure. No, you just don't know how to build a website. Right. <laughs> you just don't know how to write good copy. Like, right. like for God's right. sake, I exactly. can that in 20 just, minutes. You've just willed your way into being a failure. Yeah. Uh, but just the way you're thinking. Again, it's about thinking and shifting during this time. And it's so important, like, to have a coach like you that's really I mean, a lot of what I do now, because I mean, in consulting work, I work with people who pay me to find their barriers. Yeah. Where are their barriers to success? A lot of times success leaves clues, but so does failure. And so going to, okay, here's where you're, you're not succeeding Um, because it's not really a failure. Failure to me is now feedback. Now that hasn't always been the case because I've had a mindset. I've been trained to think you Lawyers don't fail. That is not an option, right? So when I'm in the business world, I have to remember, okay, take off the lawyer hat. You have to fail to get to the next level. That's feedback. Otherwise, you won't grow, right? That's right. So that's we're going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, we're going to share some more tips and advice of how people can transition successfully. We'll be right back. Thank you. 
episode is brought to you by the free guide, When God Says Shift. Inside, you'll discover the four shifts required to reveal God's plan to ditch disruption or delay and get his blessings faster. Head to GodSaysShift.com to access it now. All right. Welcome back. So before the break, we were talking about we're always in a transition. We're always shifting. It doesn't matter whether or not you're shifting physically, geographically, in a job, in your relationships, in your mindset. Everyone at one point or another is shifting from one thing into another thing. And we talked about some of the common barriers. Fear can get in the way. How we think about ourselves can get in the way. How we see failure. Um, can get in the way of propelling us forward. So if someone is listening to this episode, Camille, and they're like, dang, if you can't say ouch, you know, if you can't say amen, say ouch, like they're stepping all over my toes. I know I've done these things before. And I actually want to take the transition that I'm experiencing right now and shift my life to a better place. What would be the best tip or advice that you would give them of how they can do that? Well, first of all, again, Stop what you're doing, stop doing and start being. So when you're doing, you're busy, right? And we're running around trying to fix it. We always want to fix it. And when we're trying to fix it, we don't realize it starts with, you know, who am I being? Like, just sit with your being first. How am I showing up? Am I showing up with an attitude to win? Um, and, and so you have to really examine how am I thinking of myself? How am I thinking about opportunities? How am I thinking about money? Many people, um, when the money stops, I mean, everything goes south for them, where it's really just another transition to say, where, how am I showing up? And where's the next opportunity? So we're always seeking opportunity. Mm -hmm. Um, So if it's not flowing here, where is it flowing? So really, that's the first step is to really stop, look and listen and look at how you're showing up. And I can't emphasize that enough because people don't think that's not work. Yes, that's not part of work. What's work is I'll make a to do list. I'll make sales calls. I'll shift over here and go to this network marketing opportunity, or I will go to a networking group um, and I'm doing, doing, and I'm on a treadmill. And that doesn't lead you to the solution. It creates more of the scarcity thinking that's going on. But when you stop and examine, it's being quiet and still and listening to the chatter. Yeah. You know, the other thing is that if we don't focus on who it is that we need to become, especially when we're entering a new season, you know, when we're coming out of the transition and we're going into a new season, if we don't take the time to stop and think about who it is that we need to become in that season, you're never going to track what you should be doing anyway. It's going to be more difficult for you to identify what it is that you should be doing. And God is never going to give you what it is that he's calling you to do if you don't first become who it is that he needs you to become. I heard someone say recently, and I'm probably going to butcher it, but I guess nobody would know if I didn't say that. But they talked about the fact that like there's something, I don't remember what's on the front end of it started with a C, but they were talking about, you know, things can, a door can open for you 
but you won't be able to excel once you get in that door if your character can't keep you there, right? And so there's a lot of things that can open up for you. But if you haven't become the person that you need to become, it's going to be very difficult for you to excel in that area. Yet the number one question to your point is, Lord, what do you want me to do? Maybe he doesn't want you to do anything. That's why, maybe that's why you don't know what to do. Maybe that's why the things that you have done have not worked because in this season, he needs you to focus on who it is that he needs you to be. That's my story in a nutshell. I mean, Shana, you know, the person you're seeing here, I call this Camille 2.0, okay? So 1.0 is Camille, the lawyer who has this analytical ability to practice law. But when he's calling me into a transformational space, I was like, I am not an extrovert. I don't like to, I'm not a speaker. I kept telling him, I'm not a speaker. I'm not this. I can't do that. And so all of those things I had to become. And it was difficult in the beginning because there are a lot of beautiful people in the world that are doing great work. You're yeah. one of them. So what, what commonly happens is I would compare myself. Oh, I'm not as glamorous as Shana, or I don't speak like Shana, or I can't. It's always I can't. And so what happened is I had to disconnect from looking outside myself and say, well, okay, God, what are you asking me to do? And he said, I want you to just be, be still, be still and know, be still and know that, be still and know that I am God. Yeah. And I want to work through you. Yeah. I'm like, really? Like I'm God. You're not ever going to be God and you're not going to do a good job of even trying to impersonate me. Be still know that I am God. Like I got That's it. what he said. But he said, I live in you. I created you. So I just want you to be you. I'm yeah. like, really? You mean all I have to do is be me, not Shana, not Jan, not this? I was like, got it. He said, I want you to be you imperfectly too. Yeah. You know, so. because the people that are assigned to your voice are not going to be served well if you're trying to be Shana. The people that are assigned to my voice are not going to fare well if I'm trying to be Camille. And I said in my book, the danger about comparison is unless you're looking to your left or your right just for inspiration, you're just going to trip yourself up, especially because my journey is not the same as your journey. My assignment is not the same as yours. And dare I say, the timing for what it is that God is calling me to do is not going to be the same as yours. And so if you're comparing your chapters to mine, you're like, why did it only take her 30 days to get out of chapter one? And I'm on year three and I'm still on chapter one. Again, it just causes us to miss what it is that God is calling us to do, because now you're so focused on what I'm doing and the way that I'm doing it, that you're confusing it with what it is that you're supposed to do. And then we're back in that tailspin that we just talked about five minutes ago of now wondering why things are not working. Right. So being yourself has just been just a blessing for me yeah. because that's how I show up every day. That doesn't mean you show up and not be your best self. So for sure. in other words, still skills, training, um, how to project on camera, those kind of things are become the doing, but it's after the being, right? Exactly. Yeah. So I don't exactly. want people to mistake that, like go out and learn to speak and now you're here. No, being yourself means being comfortable with who you are and also knowing that you're showing up to serve. 
Yeah. So who am I serving? And that's who I'm showing up. So I have to get out of the way of Camille, the introvert. I always talk to her. I'll pick you up in the evening. I have to go. I have to go work now. Right. (laughs) I'll be back. We don't have to leave her behind, but certainly we have to go and serve. And so that's why this opportunity to showcase not so much helping people do things. I really help people be more of who they were already created to be, if that makes sense, because oh, there barriers. Yeah. I call them stickies. I usually wear my stickies and stickies can be Camille, the introvert or Camille, you're not funny enough or some wound that you have in your life where someone has taken a part of you away and broken your heart. Yeah. Those are the kind of things that keep you from showing up the way you were always meant to be. And that was to shine at, at who you are because you have people to serve. And I feel like if you, it's a responsibility because if I don't do that, I always tell my clients, if we don't do that, someone suffers. Think about, you know, there are people that I'm supposed to reach. And if I don't show up, yeah. maybe they won't get served. Yeah. So I had to get out of my own way. That's really what I'm saying. We have to get up, do whatever it takes to get out of our own way, to show up well and to serve at the highest level. Such powerful insights. So Camille, how can people follow you on social media? Well, follow me on Instagram at Abundance Breakthrough. You can also Twitter. I'm one happy lawyer. That's another story. I mean, I am a happy lawyer. People ask, are you still a lawyer? Of course I am. And a happy lawyer, I, I am. Uh, you can also go to my website at CamilleWalker.com and reach out with a contact form uh, there. Okay, perfect. And if someone would like to take things further with you, is that the best thing to do? Yes, it is. Um, also, um, if people would like to connect, a lot of times we can't see our own blind spots, I call it. Uh, We certainly can't see our belief system and the barriers. So for your listeners, most definitely go to the website on the contact form. If you'll click that, you can click on and I'll just have a conversation. I mean, that's really where it starts. If we can just unpack what's going on in your life, um, where you want to go, where you are now. Sometimes it's a matter of just identifying, oh, here's the blind spot or here's the belief, here's the barrier that's keeping you from showing up well and accomplishing your goals. That's awesome. Well, Camille, thank you so much for being here. Everyone, again, please share, share, share this episode. If this is your first time here, I pray that you will go back and listen to previous and future episodes as well. Everyone have a great day. Take care. Bye-bye. I want to thank you for listening to the God Shift Podcast. If you have enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and leave a review. And remember to put God first and everything will fall into place.